So what does the Bible say about substances like alcohol, marijuana, vaping, mushrooms, or even caffeine? Are they something that can assist us because they are all natural? Or is there something that maybe they prevent that maybe God has something even greater in mind for us? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, thanks for clicking on this podcast. I'm so glad that you're either watching or listening. I would ask if you would, if you're on YouTube, you go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And I'm so glad that you're here for this great, great topic. Yeah, so very interesting discussion today about uh, the use of substances mm-hmm. and the impact they have on something that God has clearly called us to. I know there's the argument that uh, things like tobacco and alcohol and marijuana are all natural and mm-hmm. um, allowable, therefore. But today we're going to have the discussion about what role do those play, if any, or should they play in our life? And not so much a discussion about you know all the verses for it or against it, because yeah. we can go down that track and that's long and it's it never ends with someone yeah. saying, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Most <laughs> people feel like, see, I presented my biblical case. <laughs> that's right. So we're coming at it from a little bit different angle today along this line of, I think we would all agree, no matter what side of the issue you're on, is that God's goal for us is spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. sensitivity, and clarity. Which includes sobriety. True. So that I am as sharp, clear, mm-hmm. uh, in tune with yeah. the Spirit of God in my life. Yeah. I hear him, I sense him, mm-hmm. I listen to him. I'm able to know with clarity the yeah. moment the Spirit speaks, I'm able to look mm-hmm. at scripture and hear God speak. Mm-hmm. I can sense him in a place, I can sense yep. him in a relationship, and I can move with that. Yes. And if I'm walking through a struggle, I know how to call upon him, recognize him, and see him even mm-hmm. in my life. Which again, I think that's such a huge thing. We've talked about this at the men's breakfast a while back ago, but we talked about being able to act when he speaks, mm, being yeah. able to do what he calls us to. Yeah. Not, okay, he spoke and then leave it at that. Right. And okay, I just recognize that, but I'm not going to do anything. Or again, in this case, if you're in a mind altered state where you actually right. can't clearly and actively do what he says. Yeah. Is that where we're supposed to be at? <laughs> right, because the scripture calls us to be awake, to be mm-hmm. alert, mm-hmm. to be really kind of on the front edge yeah. of, of what God is doing and so so in tune that we sense every move that he's making, mm-hmm. every leading, every encouragement he's giving, mm-hmm. every every moment he speaks, we have an ear to hear. I'm not mm-hmm. numb to that. Yeah. I'm not dead to that. I'm not closed off to that. And I I can hear him and it it brings peace to me mm-hmm. by the spirit. The spirit of God does yeah. that within me and the word of God for me. Exactly, yeah. Again, this is not just a religious compartment of our lives no. to uh, do a religious thing. And then whenever we're done with this now, we can actually live our real life and, and go smoke or do or drink or whatever we want right. to yeah. be a part of that makes us feel better. And then I'll come back and do my religious thing and then I need to go feel better. Yeah. But instead- faith interacting with our lives in our emotions and where we actually live. Yeah. So we're going to talk about today where where do, uh, if any, where does it fit for the place of uh, marijuana, alcohol, vaping, 
mushrooms, and we'll throw in caffeine for the discussion yeah. today because that usually gets brought up somewhere along the way today. Yeah. All you, of these things. If you uh, clicked on this video because of that, thanks for taking the bait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about it today. So it's an important topic for a lot of reasons, but mm -hmm. um, one of them is the fact that there is far more availability of substances today over what there were say, even earlier in my lifetime. Mm. So uh, availability of marijuana, obviously, is far greater than it was three decades ago, a mm. decade ago, even. Mm -hmm. uh, substances that are used across the board for uh, mind-altering of some kind mm -hmm. uh, are far more uh, available today. Even access to alcohol. I mean, I go back to, I graduated from high school in 1981. Mm -hmm. I'm living in Red Oak, and at the time, the law was that the only place you could buy alcohol was if you went across the Trinity River in Dallas. So <laughs> if you don't live in Texas, you know, that's, that's a good 30 plus minutes from here. Mm -hmm. Or there was a very small town kind of southwest of here, southeast of here, um, called Rigger Springs. And so... Um, Why that, were they allowed to sell alcohol? <laughs> I, I think it was outside the... The, of Ellis County is what okay, it was, well. if I remember correctly. I may be wrong on this, but anyway, you had to drive quite a ways to get alcohol. There wasn't mm. this availability. Uh, you just couldn't just go down to Walmart. Like you know, we're crazy. all so accustomed to today yeah. in every, and even restaurants, there was mm -hmm. not even the availability that there was, wow. uh, that there is today. So availability is different. Uh, the second thing is that people are, are using substances in all of these categories that we've mentioned today for their emotional and mental health. Yeah. You know, some of it's recreational. I get yeah. it for some people, but you start talking to them, you find, okay, it really is because I get super stressed mm -hmm. or I'm super anxious yeah. or I just have to be able to cope. Yeah. It's like they've, I mean, they have been told, most people have been told, oh, are you stressed? Just drink alcohol. Yeah. Problems go away. Or yeah. are you, are you anxious? Smoke yep. some weed and right. you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. at peace. Exactly. Your, your brain will slow down. Yep. You're going to feel fine. All yep. that stuff. So it's, it is a, um, uh, almost like a medicine people would take yeah. it like that. Uh, people turn to that. And then, we, we, we hear the stories of people who even use these substances to enhance their faith experience, their interaction yeah. with God. You, know, you hear of churches that are not very far from us where yeah. people in those churches are using these substances to help them experience God. Yeah. To, smoke some pots that uh, the old lights will look real nice and all that stuff. It's true. Or to help them get in touch with a divine, they would say, or to help them get past their own thoughts or to help them yeah. get lost in a moment and, and experience God in that. So with all of that, it brings us to some other interesting information, alarming information mm -hmm. about addictions that are on the rise, of course, yeah. in our land today. Uh, one of the things I see on TikTok from time to time, I don't know why this started showing up in my feed, but um, there are TikTok scenes out of major cities of streets filled with people who are who are so wasted on drugs, they, they cannot even function. They are laid out in the streets. They're just, or they're standing, but they're bent over and they're completely passed out mm. or they're walking and you can tell. And, and talk about just block after block of people like this who are living strung out yeah. on drugs. Not just like one person on the street. No, no, like no. This is an entire blocks of people. Oh. So what you find then are businesses who are having to shut down because nobody wants to go visit those areas. Mm -hmm. And these people are just, they're homeless. 
uh, and they're 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 strung out. It's yeah. sad. And so statistics today tell us that fifty percent of people twelve and older have used illicit drugs at least once. That's a lot. That the drug overdose deaths in the United States since the year two thousand are now nearing one million. That the federal budget for drug control in 2020 was $35 billion to try to control drug use. That among Americans 12 years old and older, 13.5% have used drugs in the last month. Wow. 59 million or 21% have used illegal drugs or misused prescriptions within the year. 138 million have drank alcohol. 28 million or 20% have an alcohol use disorder. 57 million people use tobacco or nicotine products of some kind. And 25% of all illegal drug users have a drug disorder. Mm. That's sad. People to be in places of bondage, people to be addicted and not be able to break free and, and their life not be better as a result of it. Other, other stats are that 70% of people who try an illegal drug before age 13 develop a substance abuse disorder within the next seven years. Just wow. trying it, you're, you're most likely Planting going to end seed, up yeah. with a disorder. 47% of young people who use an illegal drug uh, or will use an illegal drug by the time they graduate from high school. That's sad. 47%. So the thing along with is, again, is you don't meet anyone who says, wow, you know, I tried this substance. Uh, I became addicted and man, my life just got better. Yeah. You know, my marriage improved. My thinking was clear. <laughs> my job performance went up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my life was generally happier. Mm-hmm. My faith was greater. Yeah. No one says that. Yeah. My, my physical be... health became better. Yeah, it may be that, you know, some of their areas, their life are still going just fine, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're drinking and smoking right. and doing whatever, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But I don't think anyone says, I got addicted and it proved beneficial for right. me. Right, right. And the other thing is that here at Vertical, we're hearing the stories of people who are finding freedom from addiction to these substances yeah. and they're the ones saying, now my life is better. Yeah. I was... Yeah. I was living under the weight, the bondage of it, mm-hmm. trying to hide, cover. But now I have come clean. I've confessed. I've repented. I've turned. I've mm-hmm. found how to have peace in Christ without that. And now my life is better. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an important mm-hmm. subject for all these reasons. And, and the Bible has some things to say about it, not just because it wants to say no, to some yeah, things. Exactly. But because there are some things that God wants us to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this is a hot topic among Christians, and you'll find people on both sides of the issue, well meaning, yeah. with all the same verses that they'll use. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, let's start today with some that I think we can all agree on, yeah. depending upon or whichever side of the issue you're on. I think we all agree on the issue is that the Bible does not condone drunkenness. It, in fact, speaks against it. Passages mm-hmm. like Romans 13, 13. 
Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. So I think we all agree. God has called us not to be drunk. Ephesians Mm 5.18, do not be drunk with wine. Um, 1 Peter 4.3, for we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. Uh, when we walked in lewdness and lust and drunkenness and revelries and drinking parties and abominable idolatry. So all those things we do leave behind. I think people on both sides of the issue would agree with that. I know people get into the discussion pretty soon. If you're trying to debate the issue, they'll say, well, the fermenting process was different back in that day. It is from today. And, you know, it was all different. I I recognize all of that. So we're not really going to go down that path today. Mm -hmm. We are going to look at some other scriptures. Um, because the Bible not only speaks against drunkenness, but it actually warns against the use of wine and strong drink. Not just drunkenness, but even the use of it. So Proverbs 20, verse 1, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So, I mean, that's plenty of good information and wisdom right there for us. Proverbs 23, 19 through 21 says, Hear, my son, in other words, listen, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with the wine bibbers or with the gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty. Pretty good wisdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Proverbs 23. Who has woe? This is verses 30 through 35. Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine. Those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mass saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I will not feel it. When shall I awake that I might seek another drink? Mm-hmm. So scripture warns against these. Even Isaiah 56, 12 says, come, uh, one one says, I will bring wine and we will fill ourselves with intoxicating drink. Tomorrow will be as today and much more abundant. There's warning against all of that. Mm-hmm. Hosea warns harlotry, wine, and new wine enslave the heart. Yeah. So there's obviously damaging effects. Again, you don't find many stories of you know someone who says, hey, I, st- I started drinking and life got better for me. Mm-hmm. Everything improved. Instead, you find these warnings, these concerns that say, look, mm-hmm. if you, you go down this path, you're, you're going to face the potential of loss of finances. You're going to lose the potential for loss of clarity in your life, mm-hmm. direction, uh, loss of wisdom, loss of decision-making ability, loss of control, loss of freedom. Yeah. Which is, again, those are huge things. Again, because no one wants to lose all of those things especially freedom and control and decision-making with clarity. Like those are all huge and important as believers that we need to have that right mindset Mm -hmm. uh, and have clarity. Again, that's the main focus of this podcast is having a clarity in our decision-making and and having wisdom and and, 
uh, our spiritual clarity, you know? And it is. That's, that's really the goal. I, we go back to this. I'm going to keep going back to it today because that, that's the goal, spiritual clarity. Mm-hmm. I, we want to be so in tune, upfront, close, without any barriers between us and God. I don't want to be mm-hmm. uh, foggy with him. I don't want to be unclear. I don't want to be distant. I want to be right on the front edge of what he's doing in my life. I want to see. I want to be able to open the scripture and know he's talking to me. Yeah. I want to be able to to go through my day and walk through a trial yeah. even and know, okay, God is in this with yeah. me. I want to have a conversation with someone and be able to know what to say to them. Yes. And if they are going through something or if it's just a, a normal conversation, I want to be able to make it meaningful yeah. and not where I am out. Yeah. I, I want to be spiritually in tune. I don't want to be so stressed, frustrated, anxious that I have to turn to something to numb me mm-hmm. so that I can't sense mm-hmm. and be in the moment yeah. with the person, with myself, with the experience, or with God in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And know he's with me, he's speaking, he's here. That kind of spiritual clarity is what we want. Mm-hmm. And the Bible with these verses we looked at so far are, are warning not just because wine or strong drink or substances are evil, but because mm-hmm. they numb our ability to have clarity. Yeah. Those are the, that's the spirit of all of the verses we've read so far, just, mm-hmm. just starting. So again, I think if we get, let's get past the, um, the thou shalt and thou shalt not. Yeah, so this thing exactly. is kind of a rule or not a rule. Let's, let's yeah. move into what God ultimately wants for us. And that mm-hmm. is for us to be ultra crystal clear in our spiritual clarity. Yeah. Hear, listen, see, and know. Mm-hmm. So, with that, uh, in the Old Testament, there were also concerns and warnings given to people who were in areas of responsibility concerning wine. So, in other words, there's a general rule or law, but then for those who had responsibility, uh, God had even higher standards. For example, uh, for priests, it says in Leviticus 10, Then the Lord said to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. Mm -hmm. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. So here's clarity for the priest. Don't, Don't be... Involved with wine or strong drink mm-hmm. when you are dealing with holy things because you need to be able to distinguish between what is holy and unholy, what is clean and unclean. And yeah. if you're drinking, if you're using a substance that can fog your clarity, then you will not be able to see and sense and know what God has called you to see and sense and know. Yeah. He goes on and says, so that you may Teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. So in other words, priest, you have responsibility. And your responsibility involves knowing what is holy and unholy and being able to teach others. So don't let anything fog your clarity. That was for priests. But for kings in Proverbs 31, it writes, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, 
It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice for all the afflicted. So again, now here's another person in responsibility, a king who has the responsibility of, of understanding and applying the law. He says, don't, don't let your mind be altered by a substance that could cause you to not be able to have clarity when it comes to the law or keep you from being able to help those who have been afflicted. Have clarity. It's so you can sense God, but it's also so you can care for others. Don't let anything fog your clarity. So priests and kings and third for prophets. In Isaiah 28, 7, it says, the priest and the prophet have erred through intoxicating drink. They are swallowed up by wine. They are out of the way through intoxicating drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Here were people who were responsible for speaking on behalf of God, and they were allowing intoxicating drink to fog their ability, and they they couldn't see with vision, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't make clear judgment. Mm -hmm. So again, here's this admonition of scripture to not drink, and it seems to be based on so that you can have the ultimate and crystal clear spiritual clarity. Mm -hmm. Hear God and speak on behalf of God. So this begins to really frame the conversation here more than anything else. So... And I know people would say, well, that was Old Testament. That was uh, that was a long time ago. That was not related to today. No, the Bible says that you and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, we actually have those same roles. We have been now in Christ, been made prophets, priests, and king. Revelation 1.6, you made us kings and priests to our God. We have responsibility. Yeah. We carry the responsibility of speaking on behalf of the kingdom, mm-hmm. of those who carry the light, who carry the word of truth. Yeah. And we're responsible to have clarity, to stand on the front edge of what God is doing and know and speak on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And then Romans twelve six, of course, talks about uh, the gifts that we have as believers. And one of those is those who have the gift of prophecy, the ability to speak boldly on behalf of, of truth. And so that's important for us in our day to yeah. be able to speak with clarity Absolutely. and sense with clarity. Yeah. So I follow another guy uh, who just recently talked about this. His name's Jonathan Pakluda. He um, has a, <clears throat> a church in Waco called Harris Creek. Hmm. Awesome podcast called Becoming Something that he does every nice. week as well. And he posted this uh, as they talked about alcohol a few months back. And uh, he posted this on his Instagram uh, in the caption that says, don't drink if, and he has these mm. six points okay. that are all backed up by scripture. So we've covered some of them, but I think yeah. just to add it on uh, as well, it's, it's really, really good stuff. So he says, don't drink if you are underage or it's illegal. That's from Romans 13 right there. So right. don't drink if you are addicted. First Corinthians 6, 12 this mm. is reference for that. Mm-hmm. Don't drink if you are tempted to get drunk. Again, Ephesians 5, 18, first Peter 1, 13. Mm. Don't drink around those who struggle with alcohol. Romans 14, mm-hmm. 13 through 23. Mm-hmm. Don't drink around those who believe it's wrong even. Mm. That's an intense one. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 8. And it says, don't drink if you're in a position to make important decisions. Again, like we just talked yep. about. Yep. And so he says, only drink if you can do so to the glory of God. Again, that's very wow. uh, 
strict, I would say, yeah. uh, reasonings for yeah. why to not drink. But again, it's not just to say no to this, but it's for the sake of clarity. Again, like we yeah. have been talking about, you know, and it's for the sake of not being enslaved to something else. Yeah. And the so king, that I can have ultimate spiritual clarity about life. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we can have freedom and be able to share that freedom with another person and yeah. not be bound and trying to help someone else. Yeah. To help someone else who is bound, you know. Yeah. Uh, same reason we avoid certain temptations and other sins in our life yeah. so that I'm not fogged, clouded, exactly. uh, numb mm-hmm. to what God's doing in my life. Mm-hmm. I, this is just like that same area. So yeah. I know some people then say, well, Jesus drank wine and Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah. Is he just letting people sin? <laughs> right. So when people ask that question, it's important for us to remember, um, okay, we're interpreting scripture. And if mm-hmm. we're going to interpret scripture, then we have to go with this truth that God is one, God is complete, and God never contradicts himself. Mm-hmm. That's true of scripture as well. When we're looking at scripture, if we're going to interpret scripture, we have to know that it never contradicts itself. Mm -hmm. And if I find something that appears to contradict with another passage, then I've misunderstood one yeah. of the one of the what the passages, yeah, yeah, exactly. and I have to yeah. I have to find what is the truth mm-hmm. that shows me consistency there. Mm-hmm. So um, the Bible is not going to say uh, this is allowable in one spot, but mm-hmm. not allowable in another. Mm-hmm. There's got to be clarity to it. So mm-hmm. if we believe that the Bible in many places says do not get drunk and even avoid wine, but in another place it seems to be advocating that it's okay, then mm-hmm. I think we might have misunderstood something along the way. Now, I get it. There are some times when the Bible talks about using wine, but it uses it for very specific reasons. And one of those is for health issues. Mm-hmm. Wine was to be used almost medicinally. Mm-hmm. So you have passages like Proverbs 31, 6 and 7. It says, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are of bitter heart. Let them drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. So you get this picture of someone who is almost on their, they're on their deathbed. I mean, they are, they're in so much pain. They've had so much loss. There's so much heartache that they need something to numb that because they're at the end of their life or they're in a very difficult health situation, mental health situation, and they need something medicinally to help them. That Mm -hmm. is where it encourages that. Mm -hmm. Um, We find that in the New Testament as well. The Apostle Paul tells the young pastor Timothy uh, to drink a little wine for some health issues that he had that were really some emotional mental health issues. He, uh, in 1 Timothy 5, 23, he says, no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. So we know that Timothy was, um, he dealt with some insecurities. He dealt with some fear because of the things that Paul told him. So here he was having some health issues because of some rooted mental, emotional, spiritual issues. And Paul says, do this medicinally for yourself. It wasn't recreationally. It wasn't um, just for the mental, because we had some health issues at this point. So you mentioned a point earlier that we haven't really spent a lot of time on today, but um, from the podcast you mentioned, there mm-hmm. is a there is a, a sense in which we should be careful of those around us. Mm-hmm. And we should even evaluate what we do based on 
those who others are, are around us, whether they are, if it's a stumbling block to them or if it would be uh, tempting for them in some way. Um, the verse, Proverbs 14, 21 says, it's good neither to eat meat nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or made weak. So again, there's one of the, mm-hmm. the boundaries or, or guidelines against mm-hmm. that. So I know another argument that people make along the way is, well, um, you talk about uh, alcohol, marijuana, and um, tobacco, those kind of things, but uh, isn't caffeine just as bad? Isn't that just as destructive for your body? How come you don't tell people not to drink you coffee, know, drink coffee <laughs> or um, you know, energy drinks and those kind of things? I get it. Um, there is a the truth is the Bible says we should whether we eat or drink whatever we do we should do it for the glory of God. We should remember that. And so whatever we do, including what we put into our body, it should be for the glory of God. And mm-hmm. That should be our filter. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty tells us. And so, whatever we do, we should glorify God in our body. And we are also commanded to not allow ourselves to have substances control our thinking. So, should we be drinking energy drinks and lots of sugary foods and things that cause health issues? No, we shouldn't. If our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, we should. We should avoid those. We're encouraged not to do that. Mm-hmm. Or we're encouraged to avoid those things mm-hmm. that could lead to that. But when it comes to the issue of caffeine versus marijuana, caffeine versus alcohol, I think there's a little bit different impact here mm-hmm. on this because what we've seen so far is that the, the encouragement, the warning is against anything that produces mind altering. Mm-hmm. Anything that lessens our, our spiritual clarity yeah. really seems to be the goal here. Yeah. So. And and I would say, if coffee does diminish your spiritual clarity, yeah. if energy drinks, if yep. sugar, if yep. marijuana, if all these things diminish your clarity yep. of God moving in your life yep. and what he is saying to you and your ability to walk in the spirit, yep. you should stop. Exactly. Yeah. If <laughs> it's becoming it a dependence for you that you turn to in place yes. of what God has promised you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should walk away from that. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for coffee to give you your your buzz, your pick-me-up, your mental yeah. clarity. Your comfort. Your comfort, whatever it is. I, I'd say the same thing mm-hmm. to you. If, if you're looking to, you know, uh, three donuts every morning to give you <laughs> yep. your, uh, your, your buzz, your comfort, whatever it is, I, you know, I, again, if I'm going to eat and drink to the glory of God, then that, that does mean changing the way I think about mm-hmm. everything that I do. And, mm-hmm. and again, the goal here is spiritual clarity. So um, the other thing we find today, again, is what we're hearing here at Vertical is people who have come out of usage and abuse of these substances. I mean, the stories just seem to be Piling. Piling up now. There are <laughs> yeah. multiple of of year, year uh, decade long or decades long use mm-hmm. of fill in the blank of any of the substances mm-hmm. that we've mentioned Tobacco, today. Uh, marijuana, vaping, yeah. alcohol, all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. All of those things. And people are saying God has 
spoken to me. He has revealed to me that I have not been turning to him in my places of need, my times of need. I've been looking to these things to provide my peace, my happiness, and it was wrecking my life. It was creating dependence. It was creating an addiction, and it was not producing health in life, so I am stopping that. And they have, and they've turned to God, and they've found peace in Christ. They've found the solution that they've been missing. They found hope for what was lacking, and they're becoming free. And they, they're different people all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. They're radically different people, and they, they're filled with more joy than they've ever had. So with all of that in mind, I think we come down to really what I'd like to focus on as, as the crux of the issue today, this whole idea of spiritual clarity. Mm-hmm. This is the goal. Yeah. And anything that gets in the way of spiritual clarity, we should remove from our life. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to walk hindered. Uh, we don't want to walk in bondage. We want to walk free. Mm-hmm. And whether it is... Um, anxiety, bitterness, alcohol, drugs, pornography, gambling, lust, greed, overworking. What We could go on and on. Any yeah. of those things. If those are clouding your spiritual clarity, we should, we should change. We should mm-hmm. remove that from our yeah. life. And again, only, only you would know what it is in your life that is limiting your spiritual clarity. Mm-hmm. Again, like it may not be one of these things we've mentioned, but it's something else. Right. <clears throat> Same still goes, you know, for that. Spiritual clarity is the bigger issue. Yeah. That's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Because again, saying <clears throat> yes to spiritual clarity is way bigger, better, stronger than yes. saying no to fill in the blank thing. <clears throat> right. That we, that we may touch on alcohol, marijuana, whatever yep. it is. Yep. That's cool if you say no to that. Yeah. But it means nothing if you're not saying yes to spiritual clarity. Yes, because you will find yourself, okay, I'm going to say no to this thing and you'll try your best. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, if you haven't said yes to spiritual clarity, you'll be back in it or you'll be mm-hmm. back to another vice. Yeah, exactly. And, and you'll find yourself still because you haven't, you'll find yourself still addicted because you haven't said yes to spiritual clarity. Yeah. So uh, Ephesians 5, 15 to 21, is where we're going to kind of, camp out here for just a little bit because here the apostle Paul writes to people who have come out of um, living away from God. They've lived in a culture that is um, vastly filled with immorality and substance use and looking to the things of this world for their hope and their joy and their pleasure. And these people have come out of that environment, a, a godless lifestyle and they are now walking in Christ. And Paul writes to them, Ephesians 5, 15, and he says, see then that you walk circumspectly. Now, that's not a word we use a whole lot, but it's a word that means um, completely, spiritually, clearly aware. Mm-hmm. You are aware of what's going it's, on it's, you. it's the idea of you turning your head. I think the military uses the term, your head on a swivel. I think you find that in police work Football as well. Football as well. <laughs> Football as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, your head on a swivel. You are completely aware uh, this word circumspectly is circumference comes mm-hmm. from this idea of I'm completely aware of my surroundings. I am aware of what is around me and I can sense what God is doing. I can sense where the enemy is targeting me. I can sense what truth is. I am completely aware. He says, see that you walk this way. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And he says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, 
do not be unwise, yeah. but understand what the will of the Lord is. Yeah. yeah. Most believers want to know, what is God's will for my yeah. life? Here and you again, go. Just saying, it's important. He didn't just say, do not be unwise. Moving on. But he says, <laughs> do, not be unwise, don't, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Have spiritual clarity. Yes. Have so much spiritual sensitivity that you know what God's will is, that yep. you know the next step to take. Yep. You know the path to walk in front of you. You know what his will is. You mm-hmm. know where to go, where not to go. You know what is holy, unholy. Mm-hmm. This is walking circumspectly. This yes. is walking in wisdom. This is understanding, spiritual understanding to what God's will is. And here's how yep. he says to do that. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, mm-hmm. but be filled with the spirit. In other words, don't turn to what you used to turn to to find relief, peace, joy, pleasure, clarity, because that is going back into lostness, this dissipation here. It's a word that means excess, overdone, and going back to your old life. Mm-hmm. He says, don't, don't go back to your old life Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Here's the real crux of the matter. Mm -hmm. Increase your spiritual capacity and your clarity. This This is the push. This is where we want to get. I want to be so in tune, on edge, aware of, clear about what God's will is Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to turn to anything else that could numb me to that. Then he says, "Here's, here's what the result will be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In other words, you, your, your language will change. You'll, what's coming out of your mouth will be worship. What's coming out of your mouth will be truth about God. What's coming out of your mouth will be a, what's reflected in your heart. You'll be singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord inside you'll be changed you'll be free you'll mm-hmm. be clear you'll be thanking god for what's happening you'll be, he goes on in verse 20 says giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of the lord jesus christ you'll walk through good times and give glory to god you'll be thankful you'll walk through hard times and be thankful to god you you'll have clarity because you see god in the midst of it and he says, you'll be uh, doing this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. You'll even change your relationships. You won't be filled with so much anxiety that you can't be around people. You'll actually be engaged around people. You'll be involved in their life. You'll be serving them. You'll be, you'll be part of uh, a community of people who are mm-hmm. living out their faith. This is what he calls us to. This yeah. is real spiritual clarity. Yeah. And again, for the person who says, yeah, well, that sounds real great. Not for me. I, I could never, I could never be that person. You don't know how long I've walked in this. I just, yeah. I just want to say like that. It's just not true. It's you not. Know, that, there's too many stories of people yeah. here at this church who have walked, like you were saying, decades yep. in this yep. and have said no more. Yep. I, I need the spiritual clarity. That's right. And I'm choosing to say yes to being filled more than I'm trying to say no mm-hmm. to being drunk mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. not sober. Yep. I, I'm saying yes, by the power of the spirit, I am going to be filled, yep. Yep. controlled by the spirit. Yeah, it, it, it's the Bible's way. It's God's way of recognizing, okay, there's a there's a capacity in here that needs to be filled. There is there is an ache, there's a longing, there's a need, there's a, there's a question. 
And you can choose to fill it your way, or you can be mm-hmm. filled mm-hmm. with God, what God has promised, his yep. own His own spirit, his yep. own essence in us. And you, you can be filled. You can be filled with that, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to be filled with all of the angst and the yeah. the resentment and the anger and the tension and the stress. Mm-hmm. This is where people usually turn to some substance. They got yep. some kind of thing going on. The capacity the mm-hmm. is there. They need it. It's empty. Mm-hmm. They need it, so they turn to it. And, and God is saying, I, I've got something so much more for you. Mm-hmm. So that will be so much more fulfilling, rewarding, provide so much more clarity. When you're filled with the spirit, you won't have all this angst and tension and you won't have the guilt and the shame. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can be present in the moment and have peace yeah. in that. You can have total awareness. I'm in a storm, but I'm in this storm and I'm in the boat with Jesus yep. and he can speak to my storm. Exactly. And I can I can be good with this. I don't have to turn to anything else in the midst of it. Yeah. And again, I think just knowing like I'm not alone in this. That if you're just able to tell yourself that in, yeah. in whatever it is, you yeah. know, I'm I'm not alone. I have the Lord with me. Not as like a I have the Lord with me, so I better not drink, you know, kind of fearful <laughs> right. thing. No, no, no. Like I have the Lord with me. He is here to help me in every need that I have. Yeah. Right. I shall not want. I don't yeah. I should I am filled because he's here with me. Yep. Right. If yep. that truth is residing in your mind constantly, you will see change in your life. That's true. It's true. He he wants to fill us at that point, but and it and it means it means a yes and a no, and they're both are important. Yeah, There's you some, have to have both. Yeah, it's not just a no. Stop uh-huh. that. Don't do that. No, mm-hmm. this is a this is even more so a giant yes. Mm-hmm. Say yes to God. I'm going to turn to you mm-hmm. in my stress, in my insecurity, in my mm-hmm. angst. I'm going to look to you. Yes, the situation is awkward. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, I don't know what to do. Yes, I've always turned to some other things, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm turning to you to fill the deepest needs of my life. And when you're filled at that level, and it starts to change some things. And so uh, it's, it's staggering to hear the stories coming in and, and to know these that people have walked in such angst for some time, but it's so it's so rewarding to hear them talk about, man, I have found in Christ freedom from those things. I don't have to turn to a substance to uh, enhance my worship, to mm-hmm. help me in my faith, or help me just be able to hear God. I don't have to do all that anymore. Uh, he is resolving those issues at a deeper level. You know, I don't have to go to the thing. I'm finding now he is healing my my emotional health issues. He's yeah. healing my mental health issues. Yeah. He's healing some behavioral health issues. He's healing some spiritual things that have gone on for a long time. He's healing my body as well. Those mm-hmm. are the stories that we're hearing. And you, you just, you can't deny them. You can't. And they can, they fit right in with scripture, of yep. course. They tell us, um, they just are evidence of what scripture yeah. speaks to. And those people aren't saying, man, I have all this stuff because I just stopped smoking and I stopped <sighs> drinking and all this. It, it's, no, I said yes to God and those things went away. Yeah, exactly. Those desires went away, yeah. you know, and I know I'm pursuing God yep. and he <clears throat> is speaking to me mm-hmm. and out of overflow, I'm stopping this, mm-hmm. saying no to this, mm-hmm. and I'm this capacity is expanding yeah. for greater love. Yep, 
That's right. Well, let's let's wrap it up today with one more passage. Again, our goal is to see what Scripture says and let's walk in it. This is not just uh, another TED Talk. This is, uh, let's see what the Bible has to say and let's walk in that. Let's see what God wants for us and let's walk in that. Um, we're not here to debate and uh, necessarily the issue of alcohol, vaping, marijuana, but we're here to point to the clarity of what God wants for mm-hmm. us. And then let's see where any of that, if it does fit at all. So let's close today with this, First Thessalonians 5, 5 through 11. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. This is written to Christians. Believers, yeah. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. In other words, let us be clear-minded. Mm-hmm. Let's be uh, in a, of such a frame of thinking and spiritual clarity yeah. that we are aware of what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. He says, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Yeah putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. And those are all spiritual clarity terms. In other words, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith. Well, you're only putting on a breastplate if you're going into battle. battle. Yeah, exactly. So let us be of such spiritual clarity that we recognize not just where God is, but where the enemy is in yeah. the room too. Yeah. What the lies are, what the deceptions are, exactly. what he is attempting to do. Let's be so clear that we recognize that. Let's put on faith and let's put on love. Let's not be driven by fear. Let's not be driven by anxiety. Let's not be driven by bitterness and resentment. And he says, and put on the helmet of hope. You don't have to drown your sorrows because you dread tomorrow. Kind of rhymes kind of like that. Drown your sorrows, fear tomorrow. Tell you, Caleb, write a song about <laughs> You can actually have hope because of what God has promised. Uh, he says, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, yeah. comfort each other, edify one so another, good. just as you're also doing. Man, yeah. when you have clarity, you see God, you see the enemy, you resist him, you see others, you see them in need, and you're able to speak truth to them. Yep. That's if, you're not, if you're not clear-minded, you can't do those things. No, if you're not, if you're not clear-minded, you're consumed with your stuff, you're consumed with your issues, you're consumed with your comfort, you're mm-hmm. consumed with your need to find relief, and you go and you find it, and it puts you down in your hole, mm-hmm. and you feel you hope you feel better there. Mm-hmm. God calls us to so much more, greater yep. clarity, greater awareness, yep. spiritually awake to all that's happening around us. So um, those, are the, those are the verses we're looking at today. This is the topic. It's powerful truth. Yeah. And Share it with someone. Yeah, that's our encouragement. And, and come join us at Vertical Churchill yeah. Villa and see the stories. Yeah. Um, check out some of our messages online. See the stories of people who yeah. are being set free, who's... who's Again, mental, emotional, behavioral health, their marriage is being changed, their future has been changed because they've found in Christ the relief and the peace away from the substances. Absolutely. So, good stuff. All right, so thanks for joining us today. Um, Pray that you would find uh, ultimate spiritual clarity and faith and hope and love in Jesus Christ. And uh, I hope you'll make use of some of our other resources and come join us here in person at Vertical Churchill Villa where we are lifting them up and living them out.